0: Welcome dreamers, visionaries, and seekers of a deeper understanding. This is the Dream Hub podcast, and I'm your host, Melissa Johnson. Our quest for growth, introspection, and enlightenment continues as we journey into realms of our subconscious, the spaces where our dreams unravel, and who better to guide us than someone who has devoted her life to exploring these uncharted territories? ladies and gentlemen today we have the privilege of hosting someone who has spent years unraveling the complex tapestry of dreams seeking to understand their intricate designs and harnessing their wisdom for personal and spiritual growth from an early age she's been enchanted by life's many mysteries driven by an insatiable curiosity that took her through myriad teachings cultures and spiritual paths her passion isn't just personal It's a passion to inspire and guide others to their highest potential she's an author a dream expert a law of attraction certified coach and a dream worker with a mission to empower she believes in the transformative power that lies within each of us waiting to be discovered in the embrace of our dreams today we will journey with her learning about the intricate ways dreams connect to our waking lives how they can guide us, inspire us, and even heal us. I am thrilled to introduce to you the dreamer's sage, the visionary who crafted dream tracking, the one and only Bambi corso Steinmeier. Bambi, welcome to Dream Hub. Oh, thank you, Melissa. I am so thrilled to be here with you. I really am. Thank you. It's such an honor to have you now i'm blown away because i've heard that you've been tracking dreams since you were just 15 years old and i'm curious what was life like growing up and beginning to form a relationship with and understand dreams at such a young age (laughs)
1: well i started yeah i was about 15 years old and at the time i had had a dream in the middle of an afternoon and it I woke up from the dream thinking, oh my gosh, there's so much more to dreams than I realize. And over time, I started recognizing that there was a part of me that was like really enamored and interested and uh, enchanted by the magical. And to me, dreams fell into that category. And, And when I say magical, I mean more like the unknown mysteries of life, right? The things that are a little bit more in the invisible world than in the visible. So I just started writing them down when I was really young. And then I kept, I've kept uh, journals ever since. And I, you know, I just, I developed as time went on. There were only dream dictionaries pretty much at the time Mm -hmm. when I was 15 and there wasn't a lot of uh, books on dreams. Like now there's, you know, wonderful hundreds of books, but Yeah. So I just, I, I was self-taught up into a point then I went to dream tending with Steven Eisenstadt at Pacifica and got two dream tending certifications there. And then just kind of, you know, I've incorporated everything that I've learned and I just, you know, this has just become a huge part of my life.
0: That is magical. You've turned magic in your dreams into magic, into your waking life. I love that. Through history and various cultures they do talk about magic and dreams have been regarded as a bridge kind of between the material and spiritual worlds like to me I see that as magic but how do you perceive this connection and why do you think it's essential for today's modern society to recognize and value it
1: oh excellent question um you know I I I think that people throughout history have known that there's something about it. And I think throughout time, people have done different types of dream work or dream interpretation. Now it feels like we have so many more tools for working with them. And there is something about doing, doing dream work that does tie in the spiritual and the material world together. So when we're working in one, it's informing the other and then vice versa. So we have this ability to tap into a whole nother system of guidance and information that is endless and unlimited in our dreams. And then the more that we write down our dreams and we see some of these pieces play out, that's when we can start applying it into our daily life. So, you know, just the dream work that I've done over the years, I literally have turned my dream work into my spiritual practice or part of it. I mean, I have, you know, a few things, but it is, it's now a crucial element of my day-to-day life. So, Mm. yeah, I just, I I guess between the two worlds, we just, we recognize that they're always informing each other.
0: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Especially with synchronicities and things like that. I feel the same that it is like a crucial part to my life now. And if there is a night that I don't remember a dream, I feel so lost, like I don't even feel myself. I'm like, there's a part of me missing and I'm devastated. And I think, how did I go so long in my life without incorporating dreams into the day to day?
1: And it's so true. I think that people who really dedicate themselves to dream work, I, I feel exactly the same way, Melissa. You just, there is something missing in the day if you can't recall a dream and kind of bring it with you. It's like they're companions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like in saying that, it feels like there's something missing when we can't remember our dreams. So when we do remember our dreams, we feel like our whole selves are our true self. And I know that you have a desire to help people live authentically. And I do too. I love that. It's like, be your true (laughs) self. But I, I know I know that you cover a lot of this in your coaching. Could you explain how even just remembering our dreams, but also understanding our dreams can help us align more closely with our true selves?
1: Oh, yes, of course. So dreams are always commenting. I mean, obviously just on our our day-to-day life, but they they seem to really pay attention to our soul life. So if we're out of balance in who we are being in the world, and and you know, one example would be, um, you know, maybe we live our life for somebody else. Maybe we are living our life more for approval seeking than we are what we want and who we want to be in the world. And dreams have this amazing ability to kind of recalibrate us. I guess I would say. Um, so if something is off, our dreams will generally make some kind of a comment and. Um, in their special language, right? That points out that we're not in alignment with who we are. Mm-hmm. So part of the coaching that I do, and you know you know that I, I combine the two, um, is is establishing for, for every individual, what are their main core values? And a lot of people don't, they, they haven't done that little exercise to find that out. But as soon as you know that, and you know what is most important, it's so much easier than to apply that into the information that you're getting in dreams, but she, because you can see if you're off track or on track and, you know, staying true to yourself, your Mm. authentic self.
0: Yeah. I love, I've just noticed in my dreams lately, I keep being true to my values in my dreams and it's sort of like sometimes i'll be like what about this option what about this option and i'm like nope like i know what i want and it's funny because yeah some people see dreams as a place that you can go and do whatever you want and like do stuff you wouldn't usually do in the real world but i just i think it's the opposite i don't like the idea of betraying your values in your dreams and i feel like it's going to come back and bite you in the bottom if you do (laughs) (laughs) That was so well said yeah Yeah. um so the first step to kind of I think we all know this the first step to remembering more dreams and understanding what they mean is um journaling them and your book really highlights the importance of dream recall and journaling so can you explain like why do you believe it's so crucial to document our dreams and also what's your personal process for doing it okay oh um why it's so important i think well even
1: just the foundation i think of all dream work it is certainly in in my method but in all methods writing down your dreams has so many um so many uh ripple effects to it because number one there's there's kind of the the mind hand body connection of actually taking something and putting it down on paper Um, And I've noticed that in doing that, sometimes further recall of a dream will happen if I'm writing it versus thinking it. Um, Putting a dream down on paper, I think the most important thing is that we have um, something that we can look back on. Because if we don't write them down, I swear, I think we all think, or, you know, we've all thought that all, this was such a big dream. I am never going to forget this dream. And two days later, it's like you just remembered that there was this person and that person, and and you really forget all of the massive details, right? Because dreams evaporate; they they just do in those first few minutes on of waking. So, writing them down gives us this log that we can then follow and track to see what the dreams are commenting on. And and you know, they, they're to me dreams are more of a series and of of like this ongoing story of our life that's playing out versus where i think at the beginning i used to think when i was you know 15 that they were individual events and so what i learned by starting to write down everything that i remembered is i was like oh you know what that's kind of interesting because that's kind of like that even though it's a whole different dream and it's not the same image and i started noticing that pieces Are they're weaving throughout these dreams. And so the more that we write them down and we keep the journal, the more we're able to track those pieces because those are the ones that are really gnawing to get our attention, you know, to bring something to light. And so I think that journaling that's probably the most important thing is it helps to remember all the details of a dream that we will forget. It helps us to continuously track them, just like a daily journal, you know, like if we just keep a personal daily journal, it's the same thing. I want to see what the progression is. I want to see what my development is over time. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's so true. That's something that I've only recently been noticing because, yeah, like you, I used to think that they were just individual little messages. but over time I can see that it's depending on like the season of my life and what's happening in my life and whether I kind of take action from the messages or if I ignore them then it just keeps bringing me back the same thing over and over again and yeah it's also interesting in the dream journaling because I can look back now and a few years ago my dreams were very scary and very strong emotions and then these days my dreams are a lot more fun and I'm like the theme I've got going on <laughs> at the moment is food, and I keep eating food in my dreams, and then waking up feeling really satisfied. So it's I really interesting. That. Yeah, I um, love that. Yeah, I've
1: that's got
0: exactly. That's exactly the point, right? Yeah, and we're able to look back
1: and see where you were, and where you are, and where you're going.
0: Yeah, and this was a question that someone asked me the other day, and they were like. The dreams expire, like if I can still remember a dream from a few years ago, has the meaning of that dream expired? And I thought, Ooh. well, no, like if it still is evoking emotion for you, then that message can still be relevant to your life. It doesn't matter how long ago it was. So looking right. through dream journals, you could just read them all and then if one really sparks emotion for you, then it's probably still got a strong message in there.
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I re- I remember hearing or reading that Marian Woodman, who I love, um, you know, rest her soul, that she worked a particular dream in her life for 30 years. Wow. Because as she changed, the way that she saw the dream changed. And so she, she literally would, would just keep revisiting it. And every time she did, she would find something different about it that did apply to her life. Mm. And I think you know, Melissa, that this also kind of gets into that idea that there are, well, dreams are, are they're multidimensional, right? They hit us on many different levels, right? I mean, you, you you know, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, but I think there's even more. I think that there are planes of dreaming that we we don't even realize yet. Um, so, but I always love that story about, about Marion working on a dream for so long, yeah. because we do think that they are like, oh yeah, okay, I had that in, and that, but you never know, right? If we keep playing with one and see how it follows us, I, I think that yeah. would be kind of a fun thing to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, it's me. got me like, I want to leave right now and go read back my old journals. So I'm like, what else is in just there for me? Something. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> and and I forgot to answer your second part of your journaling question, which was oh, what so was my, my process. And so I'm oh, so yeah. sorry, but I wanted to just, There was one Please. piece of it that I thought was, that kind of helped me, it's super simple, but, you know, I just, I write down everything whenever I have a dream, even if, not for me, even if it's two in the morning and I do realize it's hard for people to fall back asleep, but you never know when the juiciest dreams are going to come. So I write them all down. I write them all in the present tense because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, it brings you into the immediacy of the moment. And also it's, you know, if I am in this sitting versus I was in it, it can help me place myself within the dream scenario of what might be going on in my life.
0: Yeah, so I Um, heard you speaking about that um, somewhere else in another podcast and the way that you were explaining it using a dream as an example, it made so much sense to me because mm -hmm. I think you were using a jail A dream about being in jail as an example (laughs) and you were like there was a there's a big difference when you're trying to interpret it for yourself and you're like you write down the dream i was in a jail or you write i am in jail and just that shift made me go whoa so yeah i've been trying to to change how i write them down now because yeah it's just makes the message stand out so much clearer when you write it in the present tense
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it has, that one thing changed my journaling. Yeah. You know, wasn't my That's idea, I read tip. that from somebody else, but yeah. I loved that. Um, and then the other thing that I kind of do is when I first wake up, if I have a big dream or you know a much longer dream, I, I've noticed over time that if I start writing it, by the time I get to the end, I've already kind of forgotten a bunch of the details of the end. So now, I don't know if you can even see this, but what I do is, up here, like I'll just do all these little bullet points of the dream mm. first. And so from, you know, top, do, 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 do all the main scenes, one bullet point. And then I go back, you know, five minutes later and now I start writing the whole dream out in detail because then I haven't forgotten things that I have found for myself. I forget if I don't do that. So that's yeah. been really helpful.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip. I find that I remember my dreams backwards Like I remember the ending first and then I'm like, oh, but what happened before that? And then there's another scene and another scene. So it's, yeah, the bullet points is a good idea because then you can also go, wait. And I reshuffled them like, which one (laughs) came (laughs) when? Yeah. (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) So I'm going to go deep now. I want to go back. We were talking about how dreams really evoke strong emotions. And I think a lot Mm. of people that first get into dream work can get a little bit shy of it because of the strong emotions that come through however like some of the emotions that i've felt in dreams are also positive and they're like emotions that i've never felt before or feelings that i've never even i couldn't put my finger on it in waking life so in that case, like, how do you think that emotions in our dreams relate to our waking life, but also to the law of attraction? Like, law of attraction is huge. I love it. And um I'm sure that the listeners will want to hear about that as well.
1: Yes. Oh, I think that emotions in dreams are the most important piece of the dream. I mean, the imagery, of course, is so important but there's something about emotions that get activated in the dream that also kind of ties into one of your earlier earlier questions about true self and, Mm. you you know, what our authentic life. Um, when I, I think that we are trained a lot of times to suppress emotions and dream work really helps us loosen that up. Um, and so we may not realize that we're really angry about a situation, but then we dream about a volcano or, you know, or a wildfire or, you know, something erupting or something, you know, screaming or unable to scream. And so finding a way sometimes to express our emotions in a dream when we may not be the kind of people who can express them in waking life is a healing aspect of them, you know? And as another piece of the emotional part of it, I think that we learn through emotion more than, you know, it's like if we think about something like, oh, okay, I know it intellectually, it's a whole different thing when I bring it down into my heart and I felt it in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and dreams do that, right? They bring us into a, a feeling place, so which is very different. Um so then, so when I do my coaching and dream work regarding the law of attraction and emotions is, you know, we're always trying to gauge where we are on this emotional scale, love being the number one top emotion and the highest vibration, and then fear, anger down at the bottom and the lowest. So if you start looking at your dreams and you're tracking your dreams, um, I, you know, I always have people write all the emotions that they experienced in the dream, because then you can kind of see where am I on this, you know, first of all, gauge of, of emotional guidance scale. And then I have the ability to look at that and say, okay, but if that's not how I want to be feeling, what might the dream be encouraging me to do that would help move me up a little, maybe make me feel a little bit better. And you know, the law of attraction is such a huge, giant subject, but when it comes to us, you know, manifesting our reality, we we're doing it at any level, but I'd much rather be manifesting from love than fear, you know? So it gives us this uh, um, ability to kind of look at the ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R, of our dreams and see where we are so that we can maybe make some internal shifts or go, you know, that's really not helping me right now. If I'm feeling this, you know, I'm being in the pessimist area when I could be, up here and be you know less judgmental or something like that so Mm. um yeah and I always you know like I said I have people write down the emotions of the the dream or highlight them in a certain color or whatever it is because it's important just to pay attention to where we're at
0: Mm. yeah that's great advice I've heard this thing that if you do something within a dream it kind of works for you on a vibrational level like 10 or 11 times more than it does if you do it in waking life do you believe that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that, but I love the question because I can see where that would be. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of goes back to that experiencing thing again, right? yeah. Or, you know, like I, I was doing some little video the other day where, you know, I was trying to explain that if you tell me something And like, okay, hey, you know what? That's a bad idea because in my mind, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't get it because I never had Mm -hmm. that experience. Mm -hmm. So the dream gives us that experience. Now it is my direct knowledge, my direct feeling, my direct experience. And now I can make a choice knowing, ooh, okay, I can see why that's not a good idea. Because the dream presents an ability for us to to um to to feel things in the body differently yeah so
0: I love I love the way you said that because it (laughs) it is true well personally I think because we were talking about the topic of love and emotions and stuff something that I've been working on in my dream work was I wanted to feel unconditional love I wanted to be able to like just feel that more and I had a blockage because I was thinking that you could only feel that if you get given it from someone else, like from a partner or from a parent, that was my belief growing up. And, um, you know, psychologists and things would tell me, Oh, but you need to love yourself or, you know, you can find love in other ways. And I was, I just didn't, I, you know, I heard the words, but it didn't go in. And then in my dreams, um, I was able to have a lucid dream and say, show me unconditional love. And then all these old friends that i had came and were like we're going to a blink 182 rock concert let's go and i was like in the crowd like whoa and then i was like oh like music can give you love like i can give myself love in that way and i woke up and i was just different from that day on like and it was the one dream and it just changed everything for me and then i thought just from what we were talking about that would have made me vibrate at a love frequency yeah. Like a lot different to how I was in the past.
1: Mm.
0: So I'm hopefully now you know I'll that. attract it more as well.
1: <laughs> no, I love that. And I love that like you said, you had you know, you- it, it broke through your belief system.
0: Yeah, and I felt yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that one felt of the thing. things they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So cool. how can just an average person who's like Joe Blow on the street, who's unfamiliar with dream work how would you suggest that they start incorporating it into their daily routines for personal growth?
1: Okay, um, it's, I, it's very simple. Um, start with a notebook. Make sure that you set your notebook out by the bed every night that shows the universe, your intention to remember your dreams. And just write down whatever you remember. So I'm a big proponent of day notes. And, um, which, you know, for the listeners is you make a couple notes, a few sentences about your day or as many as you want, but to keep it simple, a few set of anything that was different about the day or any highlights or any emotional ups or downs, anything like that, but something that you can, number one, know where you were, you at that day. And also what was happening in your life at the time of the dream, then, um, I always, Just say, write down whatever it is that you remember from a dream. And if you're just getting started, as you know, Melissa, like you said, sometimes we don't remember them, you know, every day. And Mm -hmm. so we write down whatever it is. It might be, you know, like I've found a lot of times I'll wake up with an emotion and no imagery at all, no recall of a dream. But it's like, oh, I have this feeling. And so I can write the feeling down. And then I could actually just, you know, spend five minutes journaling about that feeling in my life right now. Like that would be one thing if I'm Mm -hmm. just starting and I haven't been remembering my dreams and I wanted to start playing with that. Um, Reading books on dreams, watching films, documentaries about dreams really seem to kind of get that creative dreaming mind going. And so, you know, whenever I do read dream books, it's like my imagination goes crazy because I get so fascinated by it and that seems to spark more dreams. So um, yeah, if I was just a beginner, that is what I would do. I would just keep it simple, get the journal,
0: Mm.
1: write down anything that you remember.
0: Yeah, that's great. And and then you
1: just start from there.
0: Yeah. They're really like opening a dialogue with themselves then and even starting the routine or the habit of, okay, every morning, I'm going to write something down.
1: And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing is the routine, like you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no yeah. matter what, I start my day this way. Yeah. I make space for this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, also listening to dreams and reading about dreams. I find it really interesting because I have friends that, or even just acquaintances, and they'll be like, oh, no, I don't dream. And they'll talk to me. <laughs> And then they'll be like, "Oh my god, I had a dream that night," and it's just because it's in their mind. And I'm like, "You will. Everyone dreams." They're like, "What?" And then they just all of a sudden start dreaming. Yep, I've had that same experience, and it's so fun because you're right. It's it's just because
1: you brought up the subject, you put it in their consciousness. It's like, oh, maybe they do matter. Maybe yeah, it is a thing. (laughs) There for me, it is a
0: thing. So you do life coaching as well as dream work. Mm -hmm. Do you integrate the two together with life coaching and dream work? And like, how do you do that? And (laughs) do you have any like success stories or transformations that you've witnessed in your clients from doing Mm. this sort of a thing that you could share? So when I,
1: so so the dream work, I I do it separately and I do it together with coaching. So it just depends on what people want. Mm. After I went through the life, coaching, I realized I started experimenting with a couple of clients who wanted to be experimented with. And I had them submit dreams as well as like their weekly uh, sheet that I have them fill out. And what was fascinating, Melissa, was whatever it was that they were working on, I could see it showing up in the dreams, even though they may not have been able to see it yet. And so I was able to kind of do this really cool balancing or am between the, the coaching and what's happening and the dreams and how the dreams are commenting on whatever it is that they're working on. Hmm. Um, it, I mean, it really is, it, it's, it's almost like, you know, for people who do coaching and then they do yoga or they do coaching and they do meditation it's just an additional piece that gives us a big, broad view into ourselves that we don't always have access to. And if we're already in the mode of being coached, we're, then we're already in the mode of, I want self-discovery, I want personal growth, I want soul work, right? And so, you know, it's it's a beautiful companion. And so they work really well together. Um, the, I have one little short story only because I didn't pull them all out for the call, but um, I there was a woman that I was coaching and she was going through a bunch of challenges in her marriage and at work. And so she had a, a tiny dream snippet and all the snippet was, by the way, she was feeling very disempowered in their, those two things. Okay, uh, Her dream snippet was that uh, she's Walking on a treadmill in stilettos, That was the whole dream, which I know love the imagery, right? And so we worked on that. and I you know, I don't tell people what their dreams mean. I allow them to uncover that for themselves. You know, I might hint at something or ask some questions, but it's really about keeping the curiosity and me holding the space for them to then see things for themselves and as we did the work she realized that on the treadmill if if she were to embody being her on the treadmill she was a powerhouse and she felt good her her shoulders were back and she even you know gave a new name to herself this this person that she would be which was goldie and she Left there and was so much more empowered in her life. She no longer felt like she was, I don't want to say the victim because she was never that type of a person, but like all these things around her taking her power, she was like, no, I'm taking my power. I, you know, I'm running my show. And so, and that was just from a snippet, Melissa. That wasn't even some big dream, nothing. It was like a couple sentences long and it really helped her. Yeah, I, I really love, love that. that.
0: That's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. And it's funny because it's so personal because I'm thinking stilettos on a treadmill and I'm like, that would be so hard. <laughs> but so when you are comfortable <laughs> that way, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like she's like a powerful woman. Like she's, yeah, like owning it. That's so awesome. That's really Which cool. Also,
1: yes. And it speaks to the power of image you know, and I know you work with that all the time, your mm-hmm. dream work, mm-hmm. but you know, is, is it likely any of us would be on a, a treadmill in stilettos? No.
0: Yeah. And when that... the thing is, people wake up from those dreams and they go, oh, that dream was just so random and don't realize like yeah. when you just look at the imagery, oh, that was weird and think I'll oh, chuck it in the yeah. bin and move on. But it's like, no, yeah. no, 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 stop. Like, let's go deeper into that. And then it has the, yeah. those huge aha moments of like, wow. That's powerful. And then that gives such a big energy shift in itself. Yeah. 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 It would be good using dream work in with life coaching as well because, like you said, people coming to you for life coaching, they want to do better in their lives. They're, like, Mm -hmm. open to feedback and, like, how what can I do better? And then the dreams would complement it so well because dreams I find – are often highlighting the parts of us that we Mm. are choosing not to see during Mm. the day. And that's sort of a reason I love doing dream work with someone else and getting someone else's Mm -hmm. opinion on things because I I harass my husband all the time, like, can we please just go over this dream? He's like, I'm sure you know what it means. And I'm like, yes, but I love a different perspective. And he always picks out things that I would never have noticed because – consciously I don't want to accept that part about me or something like that and I've just turned a blind eye to it my whole life or whatever it is so it would really be uncovering like real deep true layers to people and they'd really excel in their life coaching if you're using that to Mm complement it so like Mm -hmm. well done on you Bambi like what an amazing coach you are to be able to do that for people thank you thank you (laughs) So now I'm curious, do you have a story where one of your dreams has led to a significant like creative breakthrough in your life or Mm -hmm. something like that?
1: Oh, gosh, there are so many dreams. Um, Yeah,
0: (laughs) it would be hard to pick. You might have to play that um, bibliomancy where you just flip (laughs) the dream journal and pick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, w-
1: one of them was writing the book, actually. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, tell us about that. Which is a that. pretty pretty big uh, creative endeavor for me. But I I was having dreams as a child about writing a book. and Like a big giant book appeared in the sky when I, know I was little. Um, and then just d- books kept showing up in my dreams. And I did love books. And I loved reading um, and still do. But I just kept getting these images. And then... In, in 2002, um, I woke up with like this, the title of the book, the whole idea for the book, like the whole thing was, was there. And I wrote it down and I went, oh my gosh, it was September of 2002. And I just remember that going, that's my book. And it took me 20 years, um, to actually get it done. Um. Which, you know, is a whole creative endeavor all on its own, but life happens and things happen. But I was also developing me and I was getting Mm -hmm. more secure in who I was in my dream work and okay, what does work? And, you know, it just it was, you know, collecting quotes and finding things that I thought really made sense. But it worked out perfect that I waited that long to do it because I was able to add other things in that are more than just dream work, right? Into the book. It was a lot about or is a lot about. Uh, personal growth and self-discovery and soul work and really connecting to that deeper part of us so that's my long story but that's my creative that was a creative endeavor that came directly from a dream from dreams yes
0: I love that see and if you didn't remember your dreams you wouldn't have been able to do it there's so many cool inventions that have come from dreams and it's like I feel so sad for the people that aren't prioritizing, remembering their dreams, because I think you guys could be millionaires, you could be coming up with all these amazing oh inventions gosh. in your dreams and be missing out.
1: <laughs> the stuff that gets created, I mean, there's so many older examples of that. There have been less that you see, but even things like, I mean, Google was inspired by a dream. Mm-hmm. If, if anybody in, in this time, in this day and age who think, oh no, all that stuff was all historical, no way. I mean, people literally come up with ideas to create things and manifest things, completely innovative thing because I think that when we're dreaming, we we also move out of the ego self. Mm. We move out into like this unlimited um system of of understanding, you know, some universal knowing that we can literally tap into as guidance at night. And it's like it's kind of like the the that Talmud quote um about you know an, an uninterpreted dream is like an unopened letter mm. and what might you be missing i mean my gosh if you're not paying attention to your dreams and you're not writing them down you have no idea the beautiful gifts and treasures that could be being handed to you every night and that you don't even know you know and these things can change your life and not just external creations and innovations but the personal work right that the, the The internal work that we do to make us better people and have more joy, authenticity, all that, you know, I mean, it's just, it is a treasure chest, dream work.
0: It really is. Oh, you worded that all so well. I'm just here hanging on everything you say. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, let's talk a bit more about your book then. (laughs) So your book emphasizes the concept of tracks left by dreams. And I heard you explaining this as well on a different podcast. And I loved all like the way that you explained tracks because what I thought it was straight away was, but also different. It's like how dreams have multiple layers to them. So could you delve a little bit deeper into the concept and the significance of tracks Mm -hmm. in understanding our dreams?
1: Yes. So So the idea of dream tracking is really about investigation and discovery and exploration. And that's just based on my love of figuring things out. And again, over time, I started realizing that we are, if we're paying attention to the dreams and writing them down, we're gonna start noticing these similarities, right? And the mind is designed the brain to identify um, patterns and sequences. It's like, we're just built that way in our humanness anyways. So, you know, so you start picking out these little pieces. And, and so, uh, you know, in my own dream work, as it went on, originally, I wasn't thinking of it as tracks that all came later and, you know, thousands of dreams later, but um, we take all of them as they are one piece of this ongoing um, Uh, personal journey that we're on, right? So, you know, I always like envision it as it it literally is a path, you know, with all these, all these, you know, uh, trees and things off to the side. And are we, you know, you look for a little, a little fiber of hair on one and you look for maybe a little chew mark on something else. So it is like the idea of when we track animals and creatures to see how they operate in the world and what they do and We want to learn from them, you know, and like Jane Goodall, she wouldn't call herself a tracker, but that's what she did. She, she watched, she learned, she stood back, but she engaged. And that, that's how we, we start doing this, right? It's every day is this little inner exploration into ourselves. So yeah, uh, following the tracks is just part of this ongoing journey of life that we do. And it's just, my way, which is one of millions of other fabulous ways of doing dream work. Um, but
0: this one's worked for me. So yeah, I love it. When you do these dream tracking, like when you do all of this dream tracking, dream journaling, like, like you said earlier, carrying the dream with you throughout the day, do you notice more synchronicities popping up? Um, I'd love for you to kind of explain if you have what's happened for you and could you explain sort of the relationship between dreams and synchronicities or like share mm. a personal experience or anything? It's a big topic that people talk about yeah. with dream work.
1: But uh, and but it's such a wonderful topic of dream work because there, there are synchronicities. And I think, first of all, from a law of attraction standpoint, synchronicities are kind of showing you that you're on the right path. So side note, right? Mm. But in dream work, as we're paying attention to, and again, the more journaling that we are doing, the more we're able to actually identify when a synchronicity happens in waking life. Um I mean, for myself, it can be anything from, I dream about a person and they call that day, you know, similar, like when people think of a friend and all of a sudden they call, I mean, it can be something like that. Or if I you know, over years, I've kind of identified a few kind of dream totems when they show up, there's definitely something going on that I have to pay attention to. And for me, it's always been the animal world. I just such a deep love of nature and animals. And so, you know, one one of the first ones when I was doing my dream tending uh, workshops was I I kept dreaming about owls. And that was new for me. I did not have that image before that. And so I dreamt of them and I kept dreaming. And then there was hawks. So owls and hawks. So then what started happening is, you know, I'm so thinking about them through the day and going, wow, that was really cool. And then I was out on a walk and I found a owl feather and a hawk feather right next to each other on the ground. Wow. And I thought, Okay, well, that's a really interesting synchronicity right there, right? It's not some big gigantic, oh, my God, you know, the, the stars are singing to me. But it's enough where you go, hmm, there's something about, you know, why are these two connected? And ultimately, for me now, when I find feathers, Melissa, they are always in response to me asking a question, you know, of, of, of the creator, or, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, the angels leave me a feather mm. and it's the coolest thing because for me, if I find the feather and I'm thinking about something in particular, or I've been thinking about something, it's like a confirmation for me. And so that's one way that I use synchronicities also. Um, God, I'm trying to think of other things. I mean, one morning I had had a dream about a snake. And it wasn't a terrible dream, but it was like, but there's a snake really near my feet. And I'm holding the dream in my mind. And I walk outside the guest house that I was living at. And it was this gorgeous oak tree. Um, And I wouldn't have even noticed this, but all of a sudden, I, I look down and there's like a snake, a snake's head poking out under the brick under this giant tree. And again, it's like, that is so interesting. So what am I picking up on? you know because I think synchronicities also have multi-dimensional features, you know like sometimes a synchronicity could be that you know, while we're dreaming, we're we're literally picking up on the energy around us, you know because right? we're all connected. We are all made mm-hmm. of the same stuff on earth, you know. And when we recognize also that we're energy beings, as well as physical beings, it makes more sense to think that, oh, of course I can pick up on these other things. And then they manifest or show up in life, you know, possibly as a confirmation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hear synchronicities and dreams from people all of the time. It's really, really a neat way of also, again, of merging and weaving that invisible world into the visible world.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like those synchronicities can also be linked in with like precognitive dreams, like you're dreaming of mm. something before it happens as well, which is similar or basically the same as to what you're saying, like we're an energy body and we can travel through time back and forth and do all this cool stuff in dreams. And then you get confirmation of a day or two later when it shows up and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and then people start to believe in magic. Yay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so true so true so I love to incubate dreams and at night time I'll be like okay what do I want to know and then think about that or whatever I want to focus on or anything like that like I've found people be like Oh, I tried to remember my dreams and then all I dreamt about was work. And I'm like, well, were you thinking about work when you were going to sleep? And he's like, oh, yes. And I'm like, well, welcome to dream incubation. (laughs) So I wanted to talk about that with you. It's obviously like a simple sleep exercise for solving life's challenges. But can you guide us through this practice and its potential benefits and how do you incubate your dreams?
1: Mm. Yes. So I call them, uh, I call it planting dream seeds in the, in the book, just because there is the idea of literally planting seeds when you incubate a dream. So, you know, with an intention that something else is going to come out of it, something is going to grow out of that. So in incubating a dream, you know, the whole idea as I'm sure you, you know, you've probably done this so many times too, right? We all have different ways is holding a question and an intention before you go to sleep but just one right you can't go a mm-hmm. listen i got a list of 10 things we're, we're going <laughs> to ask tonight no let's just let's just focus on one thing and you know i and it's funny because i just created um a meditation to be listened to at night that helps people to incubate a dream and the cool thing is it's like right as we're beginning to fall asleep right i mean whatever we put in our mind right before sleep we're going to marinate on that for the next what 6 to 8 hours so if somebody's you know watching some violent movie or the news right before bed most likely there's going to be a lot of residual that in the dreams so being intentional by incubating a dream is is actually asking for and completely setting an intention for a particular piece of information or a dream. And, you know, it seems like it's not like you could say, well, you know, yes or no, should I do this? Or should I do this? Because dreams never seem to just give yes or no responses generally. But there is always, um, dreams kind of speak in, you know, these different ways in their responses that will lead us more towards one thing or the other or show us potential outcomes. So um, as far as my own dream incubations, Um, a lot of the time I'll just ask nowadays, unless there's something really specific, what do I most need to know right now in my life? What is it that maybe I'm not seeing? What could maybe really help me? Is there anything I need to know about my body and my health? you know, and again, one question at a time, but, and you just mm. keep doing it every night until you get some kind of a sense from your dreams that you've received the answer that you want or that mm. you're looking for mm. uh, And then you can yeah. ask more, a different question.
0: Yeah, it's having the one question I think is the thing that's hardest for me and possibly others, <laughs> but it is, it's just picking the one thing and then going yeah. over it and over it and over it, like as you're drifting off and yeah. You do get good answers i find it won't give for me if i'm asking it won't give me a yes or a no answer but it will give me if i go down this path and then it will either give me a positive dream or a negative dream and that's how i take it as a yes or a no depending on how i I feel when i wake up from it yeah i've asked a couple of times when i've just been unsure about something i'm like should i do this or should i trust this situation and then yeah, I've had dreams and it's like we're going, oh, I'm meant to be at work and then I'm in a nightclub and everyone's drunk and it's horrible and there's drama and I'm late for everything. And, like, oh! and then I wake up and go, oh, well, that's a no.
1: Oh, <laughs> so that. That's how I answer that
0: one. <laughs> and then it'll be, should I do it this way? And then it's like a really positive dream and everything's just working out mm-hmm. better than I expected. And I go, oh, okay, well, that's a yes. Then I'll go that way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, it would be different people... for everyone.
1: I think, yes, but I do feel like, I mean, there's so many people who just wake up with a knowing. Yeah. And remember a dream, right? So, and they don't even know sometimes they're incubating a dream. They're just pondering a question or a, a dilemma or a choice or whatever before they go to sleep and they wake up and they just know. Yeah. You know, And it's like, okay, all right, there's that
0: yes i spoke about this in a really early episode on this podcast with william from dream well be well and he was like Mm. that he was like i try to incubate dreams but then i never remember the dreams but it works every time because i just wake up and i know the answer and he can't remember the dream at all but he still uses it so yeah i think for people anyone listening if you struggle with dream recall you can still do this and get answers for yourself yeah so cool absolutely yeah all right, I've got so one more question for you before we go. <laughs> okay. So finally, considering the increasing importance of mental well being in today's world, how do you envision the role of dream work in the future, both like individually and societally?
1: Oh God, what a fabulous question. <laughs> I think this is why people like you and I are so passionate. About dream work, because we know the difference that it can make, and mm-hmm. also because I think that we know that dreams heal. They come on behalf of our well-being. So if we're, I mean, in a world filled with so much external stimulation, information, total overload, and everything else going on in the world, it, you know, it, it's not always the first place we go is is inside. Mm -hmm. And yet dreams invite us to work on the inner process first, right? Because the only way everything is going to heal socially, globally, is all of us do our own work. All of us work towards our own consciousness and kindness and compassion. Um, But dreams are always pointing towards and helping us in our own well-being. So, you know, with, with, gosh, all the, the mental stuff right now, I just think that could be such a huge benefit because, and for all the reasons that we've been talking about this last hour, right? There's so much information that can be helpful. If we're looking outside for all of the answers, the chances are we're probably not gonna get them in the way that we and our soul needs to hear them. So um, yeah, I I just, I think that dreams as we move further into time, will become bigger I always think of it as the way that yoga came into the US and when it first showed up here it was like huh ah, what yeah okay no and now there's a yoga shop or 10 on every street because people had to experience it they had to do it and then they they saw the benefits of it and it's like oh my gosh I am better because of this and I think dream work is so much the same way because it it's just this Oh, God. There's just, there's an unlimited well that can be tapped if we're paying attention to our dreams. So I, you know, it's funny. I I created a file recently of dream ideas because I, I, and they don't even make sense, Melissa, right now. But every time that there's been an idea in a dream, I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I want to keep like a special file just for what that is, because maybe that's something further down the line. I don't know, but we're given all these suggestions about, you know, how to heal ourselves, our, our immediate surroundings, or how to deal better with things, or mainly, you know, us first, but it's like, it's always us first. Mm. And then we take that out into the world. Mm. So I just, I think that dreams will ultimately be a much bigger deal than they are now. And I think that there's enough of us who love them so much and have had so much benefit from them that that's contagious, right? Our passion for dreams is like,
0: I want some of that, you know? Definitely, I agree with you. The yoga thing is something I've been saying as well. It's like mm-hmm. yoga and meditation. Even a few years ago, meditation was not big, especially not in mm-hmm. Australia. And now they're bringing it into corporate workplaces. Like, right. I know, and I'm like, okay guys, dream work, <laughs> Where next, come on. Shouting it from the exactly. rooftops. <laughs> that is exactly
1: my thought too. I mean, yeah. can you imagine, when you can tap into that level of unlimited creativity and productivity by people paying attention to their dreams. Just that as an employer, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm all over that. Come in and do a, a one hour presentation, you know, yeah. but you're also doing something beautiful for the people, right? It's mm-hmm. a give back to to the people that are there and, and giving their life energy to, to be there in companies and help and do what, they're, what they do because it's yeah. like a meditation. It's something for them.
0: Yeah, so, it increases well-being drastically. Uh, like Drastically. I've only been like full on into my dream work for probably the last two and a bit years and the Mm. difference in who I am now as to who I used to be is just absolutely incredible. And I did like over 10 years, I'd see a psychologist every fortnight and I was still Mm. just like miserable and not really understanding things and very like hating on the world and yeah, I wouldn't go inwards. I would just drink and try to suppress things and through dreams, it's just unlocked everything. And it has been so healing. And like you said, it's like a well of possibilities because it's not just, oh, I had a dream and then I interpreted it and it meant something simple. It's like, no, I've been able to like go into different realms. I've been able to connect mm-hmm. with deceased loved ones. And there's just so many different possibilities. And like the inventions right. and I come up with all these business yeah. ideas and it's just absolutely amazing. And I've not called a psychologist since I've been doing dream work. I've saved my money. <laughs> but- <laughs> saved my money and not had to have someone else tell me their opinion or just tell yeah. me the, the words like, you know, like we said with the love thing. It's like someone can tell you yes. what how things are meant to be or what to make you feel better, but until you actually feel it yourself, It doesn't actually sink in you don't absorb it and when you feel it it's like oh now i get it on a whole nother level
1: well and i think too that when people shift their belief about dreams and dream work right i mean so many people you know are skeptical about and like ah you know those are just night music they're stupid they don't matter i mean there's people who just really you know oh yeah you but if you look at them as, oh my gosh, this is my personal guidance system. As a human being, like every other human being on the planet, we're all born with this internal guidance system called our dreams and our instincts, of course, and intuition. But this this is our ability to tap into so much more. So I look at them more as like whispers from soul and not these Things that are out there, this is all part of my humanity and my my time here, you know?
0: Yeah, it's so deep. And humans are all so individual. We're so different from one another that when we're looking externally for help on something, you're just asking for someone else who doesn't know anything about you to fix you. When you ask your dreams, they know you more than you even know yourself. So they're always going to come to the party with the right thing for you. Yes. Yeah. beautiful awesome. thank you for this Bambi it's been absolutely amazing <laughs> oh, before we go is is there anything that we haven't covered or is there any like last bit of mm. wisdom or anything that you want to share or be known oh my goodness uh I, you know I just
1: would really encourage listeners to you know just try it if you've never done any dream work if you've never written down a dream You'd have nothing to lose and everything to gain by just playing with it. Just, just make it a creative project, try it for a week and just see what happens. Because just the experience of starting to delve into that realm already helps you in this transformation that you are already becoming. But it speak up the process and you just have so much support. So yeah, I just encourage people yeah thank you
0: yeah just play yeah I like that you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain like why wouldn't you and I always think like well what else are you doing while you're sleeping (laughs) so you've got the time (laughs) oh thank you Bambi so I'm going to put in the show notes the links to your website your social media your book so that people can purchase it
1: Oh, thank I you. don't
0: know if you could share the link to the meditation that you've made or how people can access that. You know what? I, you I haven't, and I would, I will send that to you. How's that? And you can Great.
1: put a link to that and uh, people can listen to it right before they go to bed and just see what happens.
0: Amazing. If nothing else,
1: they'll go to sleep calm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thank you. But so yes. Much, I will send Tammy. you that link.
1: Oh, thank Beautiful. you so much, Melissa. It's such a pleasure. I'm just a huge fan of your work as well. So I appreciate being here with you today.
0: Oh, thanks so much. Yay! Yay! Yay.